Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Blacked Out, brought to you by the BX Open Mic, hosting Essentials number 7 at Essential 608 on Fordham, June 15th. It's essential that you show up. Check them out on Instagram at the BX Open Mic. That's at the BX Open Mic. Now, let's start the show. What's up, y'all? It's another episode of Blacked Out. I'm Rosalie Ruiz, and I'm with the lovely... Randy Abreu is here. Hey, Rosalie. What's going on, y'all? You met me, lovely, right? I did. Because we're also with the lovely... Sasha Smith. (laughs) That's usually how things go when I enter a room. It's just like, shh, yeah. That is my goal. So, for those of you who don't know who Sasha is, um, you're about to know. She's the original So Fierce. Uh, Co-founder of the BX Blacklist. We started this back in 2014 in this very building. We're sitting in the original mecca of it all. How do you feel? Being reunited. Reunited and it feels so good. You so might good. end up being taxed for that minute of singing. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, it, was, it was five <laughs> seconds. Fair <laughs> use. Fair use. You sure? Okay. All right. Less than five seconds. I won't report then. I won't report. But I don't know. I feel good. I feel good. I'm excited. Yeah. Back in New York City. Back doing things that are um, hopefully of value. So let's go. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing when you're not in New York. You're in Cornell. Uh, yeah, I'm in Cornell. Ups- I call it upstate because it's up past the Bronx. No, it's upstate, yeah. See, I, I had this whole conversation with someone. I was like, no, it's the West. I was like, no, it's upstate because nothing matters past New York whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so essentially I'm there. It's super cool. There's dares. That's freaky. There's waterfalls. That's also freaky. Um, but... It's very quiet up there. It's not as interesting as New York City, so I miss it. I come back down here to, you know, have this whole conversation, discussion about the Bronx, which is way more interesting than Ithaca. Honestly, <laughs> Facts. there's just, it's, there's no comparison. But, um, yeah, so I'm up there doing a MFA program. I'm a writer, and I'm going to end up teaching next year. So I'll be doing that, hopefully bring that all back to uh, the Bronx, anti-brain drain. That's awesome. You can he- probably hear it in her voice. Asha's really humble. She- we're sitting in the presence of a genius, <laughs> everyone. You can feel the, the educational energy coming out. And we're also sitting in Sasha's home in the Boogie Down Bronx. Mm-hmm. What, part, what part of the Bronx is this? A two train? This is... Yeah. Um, Shout out two train. Technically, I think it's still part of Williamsbridge. Yeah. yeah. It's like right on the... Bridge. Gun Hill Bridge. Road is uh, right behind yeah, us. Yeah, right behind yeah. us. Williams Bridge Metro North Station. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Metro North. Mm-hmm. Fair Fairs. Uh, <laughs> all over that fair. Huh? Fair uh, Fairs but, and uh, weekend getaways if you don't know about the Metro North. Kids <laughs> trying to go to Nero Shell. Come oh, on, no, I don't want to pay $8. No, Come no. on. I did the Metro North last year once from, uh, I think it was the Harlem Line, I think. Fucking nightmare! How much money is it just to go to a few fucking stops and standing the whole time? It's no, it's four twenty-five on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, I went on a Saturday or Sunday, and it would have seen four twenty-five. Wait, it was you like, left from Harlem? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from the Bronx to Manhattan. It's four twenty-five because mm. they're trying to increase ridership up here. Yeah, anywhere in New York City, the city ticket. It's four twenty-five is not bad. It should be f- seven days a week for one way. 
It's uh, one way. It's one way, yeah. It's, uh, I guess, 275 for the Ford train mm-hmm. or the two train. But the uh, has a bathroom. Metro has a bathroom. Metro a, for 475, I will pay that for the use of a bathroom. Convenience, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get to 34th Street, I and you're maybe a little late. It's only 20 minutes, really, 25 yeah. minutes. And yeah, yeah. I can mm-hmm. sit on a comfy seat, charge my phone, use the bathroom, read the paper. The convenience is worth the. Wait, is that, you're saying that's within New York City, but if you're coming from somewhere up, like further that's past, when it's a, a, a that's where yeah, I was that's going. abuse. That's, that's where I was going. That's where, yeah. oh, you were going upstate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not like, upstate. I'm sorry, you weren't going it's to upstate, it. past the Bronx, past the Yonkers, <laughs> yeah, upstate. Like there's, there's no other reason to go, unless you're like going to Right Play Line or something. That's, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I reject that. Shout out to Right Play Line. Yeah, I haven't been yeah. to Right Play Line. Though. I haven't been in years. We should no. do a road trip. Do that. They have fifteen dollar uh, Fridays on the eighth, I believe, is the okay. next day. Oh. I mean, I know that's really close by, but you know what. Fifteen dollar Fridays. Uh, yeah, I think it's the first, the eighth, and the fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. No, I might be here on the fifteenth. Huh? What? I haven't been on such a long time. I won't be able to eat. Anything. All right, guys, we're making plans sure. on air. <laughs> and we're gonna play pop up to Playland yeah. <laughs> and be like, no, I yeah. don't agree with your views, yo. Yeah, yeah no, Playland owes us a check. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Got admission tickets through the roof. <laughs> Fifteen dollar Fridays. Yeah. These kids. Ah. Uh, that was so not a commercial. We are yeah. not here. Yeah, we are. We are not working for Playland. We are not working for Playland. Uh, yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, we are here though. To talk about not just New York City and fair fairs, but New York City and fair education. Facts. Yeah. Education equity. And something happened this week. I don't know. This show's blacked out. <sighs> Rosalie, tell them what happened in case you blacked out. So Mayor De Blasio, <laughs> this guy, this. He's really Sox, like man. the 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 <laughs> fool that you think Best. of when you hear like ancient myths, how they're so idealistic and so kind hearted and just they want they're the fools in those stories. Mm-hmm. This man mm-hmm. proposed mm-hmm. introducing legislation that would get rid of the specialized test to get into the beacons of New York City education, the 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 the, the diamonds, the crown jewels in, in our elite education system. He wants to get rid of the tests and allow less than average scoring students admission to the schools. This sounds nice, but as someone who graduated from one of those schools, Randy graduated from that school, you don't go into a specialized high school unprepared. You don't go in with a less than average score and think that you're going to be fulfilled in every aspect of this education. Yeah. You're going to spend most of your time struggling, and that's not the point of your high school Oh, experience. if you're not prepared, it's, yeah, you shouldn't be in a specialized high school. Yeah, it's just it. point blank, period. You're taking a seat, and, and by being prepared, it's just doing the work, because you got to do work and, and keep up, otherwise you shouldn't take that seat. And the proposal is, like, he's getting the, the exam, there's an exam, the specialized high school standardized admissions test. Right. The proposal is to get like eliminate the exam, correct? Right. And so, what's the replacement? No um, replacement. It, it, there were, it was um, 
you middle schools the top performing students in middle schools that number gets equated into um, like a pool and there is now mm -hmm. going to be a decision making of the the greater of all the parts mm -hmm. and what's what's best and they're trying mm -hmm. to get at equity because right now these specialized high schools are very underrepresented mm -hmm. and you we came from high school of american studies shout out senators whoop, whoop. and the admission has standards when when the school first opened, I, I think it wasn't as high a score your very first year to get in. And then there were students that were able to get in through some, the discovery program, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. If you score just a little below, right. you can take a summer program. And if you pass the classes to show that you're ready for this, we'll let you into the school. We'll let mm -hmm. you You earned the right to go to this dope school. And I think discoveries are continuing and maybe it's being expanded to offer seats to 20% underprivileged people mm -hmm. but then there's this decision making and I think like a committee will weigh in like who's the top performing students at all the schools equally and that gives you more of a say in who gets into the program mm -hmm. so people are going on, on both sides because it's definitely going to improve numbers mm -hmm. But is it the best way? Because some people are, I mean, Rosalie's not 100. Rosalie's right on a lot of what People are going to lose seats who might have deserved those seats. Yeah, see, this is the first time I've heard about it, right? And so from my perception, I've been thinking a you lot about... You're up in Cornell. You blacked out. Yeah, That's exactly. why we're here. That's why we're here. You blacked yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And so when I'm thinking about education, I've been thinking about this a long time because you have the whole conversation about Betty DeVos and charter systems, and they have private schools. And so one particular issue that people talk about with schooling is that you have all these poor schools, poor communities, with a lot of diverse kids who, of course, can't afford it. And those schools don't get the money that the richer places get, the more, like, uh, the higher education, uh, wealthier neighborhoods get because that money's not being funneled through their education. So the idea of taking away that economic part of it, and it's not their... It's not the fault of students who are in schools in which the, we're not paying for enough good teachers, paying for enough facilities. not their fault that their grades aren't up to par. Um, not entirely. And so for me, just hearing that, it makes me think that perhaps having the top students of these schools get the opportunity. It's not a right, it's a privilege for them to be in these schools. Uh, to have these... Uh, these anemones, these, these um, teachers, these programs that all the other schools that they could have gone to don't have. I went to a high school uh, in Harlem. I went to Frederick Douglass Academy. Frederick Douglass Academy. Right? And so it's like a college prep thing. And it wasn't even like high key, like crazy shit going on. I was a terrible student anyway. Right? I didn't even think I'd go to college. And so like, <laughs> they were like, I was like, I guess if one community college gets me, then maybe. But, yeah. so, you know, but it was still college prep, regents all the time, you know? So it's like, they accepted all these kids. It's not like you did a test, but they accepted these kids and you get to that level, you get to that par. And if you're in middle school and you're not up to par, I don't know, I think that four years between middle school and college is probably that time to get to par. So for me, I don't think that it's like, um, I think the problem is we don't have enough schools like that. Not that we're trying to uh, change the demographics of who's getting in there. You know, more so, schools like college prep schools. Yeah, more like, schools like the specialized schools. So it's not. So then the resource for us in this conversation is the special high schools, 
Yeah. The resources should be the students themselves, and therefore we should be creating these facilities for these students. So do you think specialized high schools like the six that exist, mm -hmm. where you take an exam to get in, or you just have to meet certain standards to get in, and you do have access to certain things that other public schools don't? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think those six or eight high schools, should they even exist? Like the criteria I, to get in, or should they be included with every other public high school? I think that the entire public system has to be behauled. Because I think the fact that we have six specialized high schools that everyone's going for, like, I hope I get into that school because everything else is, you know, your future seems to be built off of this. Yeah. The same way a lot of high school students are like, I want to get into these Ivy League schools. But in that case, there's other private schools and other, like, state schools that have great resources and facilities. Yeah. Versus I go to a high school in the area right here, almost everyone that came out of that from this neighborhood is in some weird shit, have been arrested, have done all this stuff. Oh, As shit. the police yeah. come yeah. to the Bronx, fucking so down. it's like, you yeah, know, it's not, for, for that whole conversation, I feel like people are making it seem as if, um, well, for just from this conversation, because the first time I've heard of it, is that you'd have, um, we want our students who have worked this hard, we've given them this amount of stuff to give them, to make them prepare to work this hard, versus the kids didn't have it, you know, that we want this school for ourselves. And for me, that fucks up the whole system of education if you're having that conversation because these white neighborhoods these private schools these boarding schools they don't have to have that conversation because their parents are putting money into the school you know the thing is we're paying taxes for a school that our kids may not even be able to get into yeah so it's all going into a pool and taking yeah that's true and so, so you, you think yeah. the whole system education system yeah. needs to be re reworked re yeah. ramped rather than like taking away this test just make more schools that have that level of part, you know? You look at all the other schools, and even if you look across the country, especially with charter schools, people are doing that. It's just like, you're com coming up with ridiculous standards versus raising the standards of the public schools themselves. Because if you mm. go to places that have Preach. high public school like performance, these kids do much better than any private school students, oh, first yeah. of all, because their parents just put the money through to get them the degree. You know? Re refocus like, the opportunity of public yeah. institutions because yeah. if you really put the, the money and the energy in that mm -hmm. and it's open to everyone. I rediscovered libraries recently, <laughs> y'all, and I'm having a great time. Mm -hmm. I'm at the bar library finding everything. Everything's there and it's just like, all right, this makes life so much easier and I have access to it because it's a, the public library is public and if you yeah. put the yeah. resources in it and yeah, well, you that's, know, uh, we have... <laughs> The, the library Education here versus, that. like, if I go to, like, then there was a library I, I saw at, like, Brooklyn with my, near my family. And then you go to Manhattan and... You know what? These are all just, like, Mausoleum. proposals, yeah. too. Because we know the specialized high schools, the equity numbers are awful. Like, mm -hmm. New York City is 50% people of color. And mm -hmm. it's... Come on. It's online. The numbers aren't the same. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's actually, it's bad. It's bad optics. Yeah. We can't be the world's greatest city on these yeah. conditions. So it, the change is coming. Jamal Bailey, state senator from the Bronx, made a proposal. And we talked about it at a recent episode. Yeah, a couple but episodes back, yeah. We, I don't know, it's a good time to, for, the, for the block to start talking about what, mm -hmm. it, like, what if these schools are available to us, how, how do we increase chances to get in? And then the greater conversation of, are they necessary? The, what are the big changes that need to be made? No, like, no See, small steps. I I think that the schools are necessary. I do agree that the standards should be raised overall for the public school system. However, you have to remember, not everyone learns the same. And these schools exist for these children who are challenged 
a lot more like they they like that challenge and they strive for that challenge where some children hit a challenge and it's like okay this is my peak this is my peak for now you don't want to overwhelm a child who's not learning the same way as the next one i don't think that's the case though because like you're basing it off of okay after middle school um who you are as a student is therefore that's the default right whereas there is no money in these schools for these students to be challenged to that level i went to a school and five different people can go five different directions in their lives um but at the same time comparing it to another school that's probably private and was more intensive on that um, those students come out with a better average of, of succeeding in these other levels. So there's students who go to complete like, private schools and it's like crazy high levels of education there and they go off to college, first year at NYU, first year at Columbia, first year at Cornell, they kill themselves because they're too stressed, right? These are things that we're installing into these kids. And so we're not investing in them at all to make those kinds of students versus like places like uh, uh, countries in, in Asia. The way they teach their students, the way they teach, um, the way they have education formed and what they're teaching, what they're expecting students to do. We're not expecting that. We're failing those students so that when they get to that level, they can't reach that level. But that's under the current system. Yeah, that, that's the problem about speaking, changing a system I'm, where I'm the speaking, foundation is. I'm speaking true. in the hypothetical of if every, if all schools were raised to the standard that you're proposing, mm -hmm. there's still going to be children who don't learn the same. Yeah. and are going to crave that extra challenge. But that's a hypothetical that we're not even close to yet, though. That's but the problem. Like, we're I, not I, close I get to what it. you're saying, yeah. because in general, that's with college, the Ivy League schools. Not everyone's up to that level. Right. And then even past that, no, not everyone, not a PhD is not for everyone. I get that part of hierarchy. Right. And the only thing that makes that all super successful and how it is now is that um, we just have different tiers of getting to that point for some people. For other people, they don't even get to that mm -hmm. point. But like when you're talking, for me, I think it's even more important when you go to high school and middle school, because that's the foundation of people are getting anywhere near that level. Middle school is key. Actually. Yeah, you even guys, elementary. Like they slack with no, elementary and public I like schools. Naps. Yeah. <laughs> I like naps. I like those naps. No, I just—it's not just that. Well, I'm I just in the third grade. Relax. Teaching, the levels. I don't want to no, no. read right now. If you <laughs> heard <laughs> studies, there's studies that you could teach these kids coding and languages in elementary, starting in elementary. Oh yeah, especially if you find creative ways to get them. Yeah. In. Coding's easy because it's already on the computer. And then you're better the, in math. The colors and you know the, the toys everywhere. And yeah, <laughs> but again, you know, it's going to be those private schools who invest that are going to be successful in that, but like their own specialized. Oh, things. those charters. So yeah. I get that, but I'm also the like the resources got to go back. I agree. See, I don't know. I, I also disagree because Randy and I are clearly not white. I may be light-skinned, but I yeah. repeat, not white. There are no white people in this room. There are no <laughs> white people in this room. And we were dedicated to challenging ourselves, and we went to MSI, which was summer school. We were yeah, 11. Was like, I we the were name 11. Of it. We were 11. We made the decision. I don't know. Did your mom help you? It, yeah, that we we did do it and stuck to it, and the fruits of it have like we were right. we learned so much and gained so much from the high school American studies number one high school in New York State four years in a row. Facts. But what <laughs> happened is in middle school, I remember there were kids that didn't know about it, and even if they did know about it, were already not in a position to commit to something like that because they had fallen through some cracks along the way. Well, what, and what middle school did you go to? MS 206 
and Mercer. It's on a aqueduct in 183rd. Okay. Mm. Beautiful red building. Amazing school. I went to 181 in Co-op City. But I don't know what your middle school experience was, but our, mine, now reading, like, bad things about public schools and then examples of bad things, which is like, wait, yeah. my, I was in my middle school. Oh, it's like 30 students per classroom. We didn't have all the resources. Actually, 206, the middle school was better than 90, PS 91. Mm-hmm. That was my elementary school, which was very, over 30 students in every class and no, very little, like, they do their best, but they do their best with what they got. Mm-hmm. And right, it's right. not, they got very little. Right. So that includes yeah. the revamp. If there is a revamp, it's uh, it it, there's a lot of parts, there's right a lot of roots. layers, but it's, it starts yeah. with, uh, are we putting the money into this? Yeah. As much money as you care about putting into military. Like, yeah. yes, I care about the national security, too. If I was... But our, our security is very much dependent on our ba- lowest our common geniuses. denominator yeah. not being our vulnerable geniuses. to this new age. Honestly, you guys get it together. If, I, if it was my choice as a politician, I would start from the very basic of elementary and middle school. Because first of all, by high school, you're already, you're not talking about the, you're not dealing with the foundation of these students in the first place. And so many people drop out in high school. So many people fail at that point because they weren't prepared prior to that. So I feel like if you're going to start this whole conversation about specialized high school, it's all great and dandy trying to add more diversity there. But like, what about the majority of people who don't even get to that level because you failed them already? Or because something else You know what them? I see, that's a really good point, I'm sorry. And yeah. But I've just seen that. It's this movement with specialized high schools and creating more equity mm-hmm. has been a movement that's been built, growing and organizing mm-hmm. for at least four or five years, mm-hmm. at least half a decade. Yeah. And that what we are talking about and full equity in education and a reworking revision, yeah. it's yeah. we talk about it a lot. Yeah. But if we were to organize for it in four or five years, mm-hmm. a mayor might want to propose something because we've made enough noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's a thing. Uh, no, that I lost track for a well, second. Well, I can I can see that. I feel like this conversation basically is like sort of a tree, and we're looking at the branches and stuff, and mm-hmm. how to fix it up, and sort of snip snap. And the problem is, it's such a huge problem that it's, we should be looking at the roots, and it's hard to have that right. conversation at that's the branch. That's what I was gonna say. Ooh, right, right. That's what I was gonna say. I'm a poet, yes. so I'm good with the yeah. metaphors. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. With the reinvesting in education and starting from the bottom, now we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one, that's the whole point that I'm trying to get to in terms of funding after-school programs mm-hmm. like MSI. Mm-hmm. That was something that started from elementary school. They literally looked at my grades from fourth grade onward to determine mm-hmm. whether or not I was going to get into MSI. Mm-hmm. And I was selected based on that. I went to school right around the corner. Shout out to PS41. Holla. Mm-hmm. Um, Mind Builders is right across the street. If mm-hmm. you don't know what that is, check it out. Um, but yeah, like, there was so many programs I can think of 10 years back when we were growing up that were designed to combat, you know, white privilege in the education system. Mm-hmm. There was prep for prep. There was um, these new little charter schools that were just starting to pop up, I remember. There was MSI. There was uh, there was even another program, I remember, um, that the library was doing. And it was specifically for specialized high school examination. And they would give you free test prep books. So, I want to know where those programs went. Mm-hmm. Where Where did those programs go 
why were we not attracting the students for these programs? Why are we not funding these programs? And why did we allow mm -hmm. private money to usurp these public programs to make our schools diverse? Mm -hmm. Is that the money and where the program is and also the districts too, where people are living? Because I feel like when it comes to money, it's like we're willing to invest in this group of people in this neighborhood Right. Because of the people who are living in that neighborhood. Right. You know, wealthy communities, for instance, what they have. And, the, you know, you have a lot of people tra playing tricks in poor communities being like, okay, we're going to say this is our address to get you into this high school right, because right. it's better than the high school that we mm -hmm. live in, this district. There was a lady so, who got arrested for that. See, that's the craziest wow. part. People are willing to, to do that for education, not because their kids can't do it, but because they're not giving these communities, these districts, the money that they need. Yeah. I did some great, I, I feel like if it wasn't for my, my, um, my high school, for instance, is in Harlem, most of the students were black. And it was a college prep, it wasn't like a private school or something, but they were really serious about that, about making sure all the students go to college. And so there were tons of after school programs, tons of weekend programs. And you had to do all these like community service and, and crap. And like I barely passed through, but even when I barely passed through, I didn't have to take any remedial courses at all when I got to college. I had done all my regents, I had done all my, you know, I I was at a better level right. than if it was for me slacking at another school. Right. Just just for, just for that part. Right. Now, I, so I it's agree. like that I was, was this one way. pocket in Harlem. Yeah. And I did a test there, but still, like comparing myself. Did you to other fail in your too. high school? You were um, like on par with everyone else your experience or were you at the bottom of your class the top of your class i feel like it took me post high school to fail a few years to figure out what i wanted to do because they prepare you for college they don't prepare you really necessarily for developing as a person right. you know right. and so i don't think i was on that level i was capable of it but then i was it's 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 one thing to be capable of something and another thing for people to invest in you and then a whole other thing to actually do that to make that work and so there's whole levels to that yeah. crap, you know? And so it was a lot, but I had a lot more going for me than any other student who started at the community colleges I went to. First I went to BMCC in Manhattan, then I went to BCC up here in the Bronx. And like, I still was better off than all those other students. Like, we took Japanese for a couple of years, we took like all these other, these classes. I could have taken an AP if I wasn't such an asshole as a kid, <laughs> you know? And so I did all these other things and yeah. it was like, I got, I had a New York Times scholarship in 10th grade, 10th or 11th grade, that I got because of my school, because of their relationship with New York Times and all these other, these other, right. they had internships with HBO and stuff. So there were, the opportunities were there because of this school. Right. And I still slacked, but I still made it past those cracks. Right. Versus other things that happened for other students who I could have, we went to the same middle school, we went to, went to the same high school, we went to mm -hmm. the same elementary, totally different trajectories. So, Honestly, I feel like it, it did lead me to a great level, but like, even then I was slacking. And so it's like, you know, I see the levels of what you can put into a student and the things you give them and what they do latch onto. And it's like... And your, your risks of, of fucking yeah. up shouldn't increase because of your zip code. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. so fucked. And the crazy part about even that with the zip code, the zip code all depends on the fact of how much money your parent, your family makes. So the mm -hmm. amount of money your family makes and where you go to school right. shouldn't have... It shouldn't have any effect on who you can become as an adult. Yeah, this some people break through. They Capitalism do, is yeah. fair market. Yeah, like, supposedly fair market. Free, like every Versus, every man to the best of their abilities. Yeah. But it's clear that our zip code and our income is determining. You ever do a privilege walk? 
Mm-mm. I heard about privilege walks. Mm-mm. Man, shout out to anyone listening that knows privilege walks. I'm getting <laughs> blank stares right now. What is uh, it? It's like everyone stands in a straight line, and a lot of questions. I like, uh, take a step back. Take oh, if you grew this. up with a, without a father. Take yeah, a step yeah. forward if your parents had more than a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. Like everyone this. should do and count your scores. Like um, golf yeah, yeah, has yeah. handicaps. Everyone should have a privilege walk handicap number on mm-hmm. their mind. We know, like, whatever number means mm-hmm. how you grew right. up and what you've gone through in life. Yeah, yeah. And that number should determine who gets into these specialized high schools. Mm-hmm. You still take the test, and if you, your privilege walk uh, handicap is because you grew up in a bad place, higher, mm-hmm. that extra percentage is added to your exam. Mm-hmm. That's the one way that it's Here's- an equal playing field, and you still keep the exam. Here's an example but every kid in New York City has to take the privilege walk on TV, one <laughs> night only. Market for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah, all proceeds go to New York City Council. Um, I feel like that's actually a really good point to switch up on uh, to our next topic. How your zip code t- can determine what your opportunities and who your representation is. Mm-hmm. We got a really important primary coming up. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez versus Joseph Crowley. So we're going to talk more about that after the break. Stay tuned and stay black, y'all. What's up, guys? You are all invited to the first ever episode of the Black and Bad Show. We're filming June 25th in front of a live studio audience at the Bronx Academy of Arts and Dance. Imagine the view meets the Tonight Show with a bad twist. For more information, check out our Instagram at the BX Blacklist. That's at the BX B L A Q L I S T, or send us an email at the Bronx Blacklist at gmail.com. We're always looking forward to hearing from you. So, do it. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back with the black list blackout. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you blacked out for the last two years, for the last six years, for the last 12 years. Wow. And you live in the Bronx or Queens. You may not know who your member of Congress is. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I've gone around the community, asked, hey, do you know who your council member is, your assembly member is, right. who your congressperson is. Some people don't even know who their two senators are, Chuck Schumer, Kirsten Gillibrand. Shout out to you. Kiki. But some Congress, many people don't know, if you live in New York's 14th congressional district, parts of Queens, parts of the Bronx, your congressperson is a man named Joseph Crowley. Joseph Crowley is the party boss of Queens, New York. One of the original OG politicians of Queens has held it down, politically speaking, in Queens. And has comes from a family that is in politics. And through his experience in politics, and you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. A lot of yeah. connections through the family. Yeah, his dad yeah. was in politics. It's a, He's risen to become... One of the most powerful Democrats in America. Word, yeah. Six foot six, Joe Crowley, you know, did it. Started from a position of somewhat power and got more to the top. <laughs> did not start from the bottom. No, no, I'm just saying. Started from the top and went to the top. <laughs> started from the middle, now we're no, here. And no. also, if you blacked out, you might not know it's cool. 
June 26th, Tuesday. June 26th, primary day. It's election day. You're going to see by the schools those election signs again. Mm. Running for against Joe Crowley. It's a young woman. 28. 28. 28? She's 28. Wow. No, she's young woman. Check, yeah. She's our age. Very, and who I've met and who I know and personally and very smart, educated, like has that down. That's fine. But wow, cares about the community, is out there on the block. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Shout out. Shout out to <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez taking on Joseph Crowley, mm -hmm. the party boss of Queens, number three most powerful Democrat in the People's House in Washington, D.C., who, by the way, has never been primaried. Joe Crowley is so untouchable. Mm. Like, he, he walks around like nobody wants this smoke. Who wants to smoke with Crowley? <laughs> Nobody wants it. Because he's 6'6", Joe Crowley, big bad boss, party right. boss of Queens. Like, you don't mess with that smoke. Alex messed with that smoke. Yeah. Built up a campaign, the movement, which is, like, it's so dope that we millennials get to see her do this. Because it's really all about being there with the community. Mm -hmm. Talking to people and letting them know what the heck is even going on. It's not your fault that you don't know who your congressperson is. Mm -hmm. But on June 26th, there's a chance that you'll know your congressperson is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. And yeah. that's special. I think that's something. That's mm -hmm. exciting. I see her signs all over the neighborhood. Like, she's in the Chinese shop by me. She's in the fish shop. Mm. Um, I'm impressed to see how much she's done to really show this guy you messed with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Not even woman, just you messed with the wrong person. Like, I learned much about her from the Young Turks. Shout out to the Young Turks for always mm -hmm. providing the best information. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really fascinated to learn how much influence Crowley has on Amer American politics and, and the Democratic Party as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know that he uses money from, uh, what, what is it, it's like the, the widow's court or something like that, mm -hmm. to funnel it towards conservative Democrats across the country. So like, should there be young progressives or independent candidates popping up, they call Crowley, how much you need, I got you. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's wow. wild. That's Tammany Hall status. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm both impressed, astounded, and appalled that this man <laughs> has wielded so much fiscal power for so long. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I... I can't vote because I am an independent and I refuse to align myself with the Democratic oh, Party. God. This, you I actually know, want to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about it now. Blacklist is worldwide, so everyone's listening to us around the <laughs> yeah. world by now. So people yeah. don't really know. New York State has its own specific law for voting in primaries mm -hmm. where if it's, got, it's at least six months, it might even be a whole year before primary day. Mm -hmm. If you're not registered under that party, yeah. you cannot vote in that Party primary, June 26th. So we're talking about the Democratic primary. Mm -hmm. Joe Crowley versus Alex Ocasio. If you are not a Democrat in New York's 14th Congressional District, you can't vote. And it's not like that in, in other states. Yeah. It's, 
A lot of states they do, but it's not. Yeah, again, there's not a universal way that people do this um, federally of how to choose and between. Um, God, I can't remember what it's called. Not every state has primaries. You also have uh, something else. The caucus or caucuses. Caucuses, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, even with that, you've heard last election during Trump and, and Clinton how um, they had purged people from the from the list. Yeah. So a lot of people found I out, couldn't Wait vote a minute, last I'm year. I'm unaffiliated. You know, <laughs> so it's like. Some shit's going on there, but also that that is just media should report on up. that. Like there's yeah, yeah. It's clear that that happened. I know it's it's funky because and in it, the certain areas where you know where those people are, that they're likely to vote for this person. Right. As long as they're not Democratic, because mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter once you get to the general election because anyone could vote, and then you know it's New York City. You're not going to actually vote for Trump at that point. You know. Right. So it's just it's it, there's that's messed up, and I wanted to mention also. About your idea about not affiliating with the Democrats, because I'm also an independent, and I'm I've been thinking about that mostly because I hate how how um, corporate both the parties are. The Democrats aren't angels, you know. Just by comparison, they're like less evil, you know. But I've been thinking about it and going, how else to change a party than to do it from within, right? You know. And I had that issue too when when Bernie became a Democrat because I was like, you're not in the party, and therefore I get why the party's not supporting you and all that sort of stuff going on. But like. Right. Given the way that our politics has gotten to in terms of parties, the only way to change it is to change the Democratic Party within the Democratic Party. And I'm not saying enter the party and suddenly be frenzied with Nancy Pelosi and, and Schumer and all those people. I'm saying enter the party, get your people, your everyone who's not registered to vote, everyone who's registered is independent. And if everyone in the Bronx who is not registered to vote or isn't registered as a Democrat, if you, they were all to be Democrats, and you all went under one goal, one sort of bill, would have won. Would have won. You know? If, if you look at the whole country itself, I mean, if everyone who didn't vote um, in t- 2016, right. right, if everyone who didn't vote voted for one person, that person would have won over Clinton and Trump. Right. You know? So it's all about getting the amount of people there and that. So there's, it's a lot of crazy stuff when you think about primaries. It's like, the Democratic Party is shit. If you think about it. Oh, God, they're they just, are foundationally just, awful. It's just weak. I think it's just... Weak no, thought. There's more to yeah. it. And so I get... And there's more to I, America. I totally... That's why I'm still an independent. It's just now I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to change it. It may not matter in New York City of all places, but I'm going to change it because I do plan on getting involved in that kind of stuff and it's just like you know that's the only way we can do it. There's a mindset of our people and it's not I think it's been suppressed out of us. Yeah. We just don't care Mm -hmm. and we don't engage and we don't give that critical thought and we blindly follow a donkey Mm -hmm. into our eviction proceeding. Yeah. It's uh and it's they 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 pull on some emotion uh, but like, you know, like, same thing about the Ocasio campaign. You're not really walking in our community. You're not living our lives. Mm-hmm. How are you representing us? You're, yeah. You're powerful. And all the issues that she's Fiscal power you're co-opting. Yeah. What are we, what are we doing? It's just, it, I've been reading articles about this and looking at on um, the list of her issues, you know, that she's for. And even to the basic part that people are talking about now between progressives like her, that there's uh, about, like, Medicare for all, right? And so there's articles about um, from Crowley saying, oh, he's he did that before without that pressure, or how all these Democrats are doing that now. Like you have um, 
uh, I can't remember their names, just they just like them so much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like uh, the one in Jersey, that guy. Oh, Amanda. Corey. Booker? Yeah, just find him so sweetie. But agree. like him changing it for saying we're gonna we're not gonna accept PAC money, right? The only reason they're doing that is because the progressives are saying uh, this is screwed up. You know, this yeah, is it became what the an issue. Want. We made it hot. Exactly. Same thing with the specialized high schools. Yeah. Like, so we made it hot. And it's, it's an issue. Like, yeah, you gotta, you you gotta address up. it now. That and the Medicare and all that other stuff that's only like fifteen dollars minimum wage and all these other stuff. And it's like none of that would have happened if the progressive parties, of uh, progressive politicians and individuals, said that this was an issue we want to talk about. This is an issue we care about. It's the only reason any of them have becoming like even stepped or dabbled into a puddle anywhere Those near Those Democrats, left. you mean? Yeah. Because yeah. the Republicans love the the PACs. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they fought for that court case, yeah, that Citizens is, United court case. That was the their biggest really win is. of the century. The only that was a for steal. Me is that they're, they they're just like that court case. they've mastered it. Democrats yeah. are trying. They're okay with it, but the Republicans have just mastered it. And I think that shows maybe the true. Like what's behind the veil of the Democrats when mm -hmm. for years the corporate side is like nah let's not really fight Citizens United that hard yeah it yeah. actually kind of works if yeah. we can have some dark corporate money help campaigns out this is why they're but so then weak, cause they Bernie comes out and says this is what we need and the people yeah. become educated and mm -hmm. it's like no this is a real thing yeah then it's just like yeah I guess I am a Democrat I mean, now you, I'm with you if you follow the Young Turks the way they're trying to take money out of politics debate amendment um, stayed at a time. They found that the, with local leaders, if you just go to local places, that a lot of the Republicans there, a lot of the Democrats there on the low levels, they agree. Yeah. It's just once you get to the federal and state, suddenly money is so important that they want to uh, start using these these. It's just a weird system of finances that they've created. You know, they they don't have all these these volunteers and followers. So the fact that that um Ocasio she she started with what is it it's a justice democrats right yeah and i think other parties have supported her as well Brand like, new congress yeah yeah democratic socialist america yeah. recently i bet if you count endorsed. the amount of volunteers she has i don't know what how does that add up to crowley who's supporting him are people in virginia going to be just uh, hiking it over virginia yeah. shout out. no well, they're not and he he would definitely get a support from it's called cronyism i think yeah, is the word. yeah uh, like, crowleyism oh no it's, oh. it's like Crowley is trademark pending pending but yo trademark trademark yeah. following the application I think that that was as good as the trumped up trickle down economics Trump come on <laughs> like that was good there you go but can this ever sound good once you remember the, the little the, the what's it called the dossier thing Whew, it's, oh. it's really gross when you say that now yeah <laughs> trickle down yeah it's like uh, I don't know uh, if you want to talk that kind of about as golden as his hair is what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh. God. And that's Yeesh. some evidence. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that tape would destroy America. Well, if we, it we're not that, you know, we're not that the most impressive at the moment, you know. He should probably be out of office when that tape leaks. <laughs> tape leaks. Ah, <laughs> two for two, two for two. Two for two. <laughs> not stop all day BX. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. You guys want to do a round table? Tell everyone who you're voting for? You can, uh, everyone at the door yeah, is always we, like, you don't gotta tell. You can't even vote. Yeah, yeah, we can't. I mean, like, I told my mom, because she's a registered Democrat, and I told her to tell all her little old lady friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I mean, I can't do anything, but I think it's important that I think she we wins. Still do stuff. I mean, 
I think that it's very important that she does win. It's very important that we get everyone who is registered as a Democrat to vote for her. But I also think it's important for us to get these... Again, I wish I had the time and ability to do this more, but to walk around with these registration forms and tell people who aren't registered, register. Tell people who are registered and unaffiliated here, Democrat. You know, because it may not... I really hope she does win, but if she doesn't, we have elections every single year. You know? Two years from now, four years from now, six years from now, next year. You know, we have elections constantly because this is a supposedly democratic country. You know? And so, you know, there is stuff we can do now and it may not change this yeah. thing, but I feel like next time she runs, yeah, you know, at this point she's laying down the, gr the, the ground for like, what if she's from here? What if she's the senator? You know, what if, yeah. you know, so at this point, you know, this, this voice, the fact that the, uh, the debate, this, the, the 15th. June 15th? Yeah. Crowley okay. v. Ocasio. So, like, you know, for us, you know, we can't New York do one. that or now. June 15th, New, New York, York one. one. Watch the one. debate. It's a Nixon-Kennedy debate on the, for so. the internet age. Yeah. Probably yeah. sweating. Hope they live stream it. Uh, yeah, now nah, there'll be a bunch of watch parties all throughout the Bronx. Nah, it's, it's, and Queens, Jackson Heights, they make great tacos. Yeah. I'm a, Jackson, Astoria, New York District 14 is dope. It's also Parkchester is the Bronx. I think it's like Soundview, Throgsneck. Mm. Um, I haven't oh. been to Throgsneck in a while. Oh, I was just there not too long ago. Rikers Island. New York District 14. What? Really? Yeah. Who's voting on that island? Well, you're not allowed to vote. <laughs> Some people are in Rikers and shouldn't be, and they should have send an absentee ballot. Yeah, I don't see anything. I think they're saying That's a new campaign. Should vote. I think prisoners, should vote. Should, prisoners should still be able to vote. Yeah. I mean, not while they're in prison. No, but, if you're on but when they get out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on sure. probation, you're good. I think if, you if you're out and you complete parole, you can re-register. But they, once you get Isn't that charge and the conviction... or just... And like, just any, any election. Once you get I mean, the conviction... Sorry, I mean in New York or everywhere? Ev everywhere, including New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. once you get the conviction, if they, your registration is wiped, so to get it back... After you qualify, you gotta re-register. They don't just oh. automatically put you back. I don't know. So I it's a two-step process. Again, if you, yeah, the only way to register is if you are on probation or if you're out on parole. You gotta complete parole. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that's probably don't quote me on that, but you can quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I'll well, look it up. I'll verify. Yeah, I think that. If you so guys, it could be the other way around, but that's for you. If you guys do register to vote, we'll send you a free official blacklist T-shirt. So. Take a picture. Instagram it. Instagram it. Tag Add us. us. And, uh... Free t-shirt just to register to vote? Yeah. Who doesn't... This is a Bronx-based podcast. Who doesn't like free things if you're from the Bronx? Wow. Free mm -hmm. t-shirt? Mm -hmm. Everyone's gonna register on Facebook. We know our people. <laughs> we'll maybe accept you if you're from Queens. We can do yeah. Because uh, remember, the way yeah. the rules in New York are, if you register today, you can't vote in Ocasio's campaign. Because yeah, you yeah. gotta... It's, it takes time to, yeah. to factor in, and you got to be a registered under that party. That's but said, what you've been do talking it anyway. about, yeah, do it anyway. Because what you've been talking about is, yeah, it's happening right now. But how are we building for the future? Exactly. I think Ocasio's campaign is dope. They realize that mm -hmm. she's built for the campaign, and she's now they're on their final stretch. And yeah. if like, if it doesn't work out, there's that network, that base is mm -hmm. eight, twelve times larger than Crowley. Mm -hmm. Crowley's a big guy. He's yeah, six yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. And I've, it's it 
it, it grows. And the thing is, she, she campaigned, or at least was involved in Bernie Sanders' campaign, right? Yeah, she helped organize and for so Bernie. She has the, it's in the roots. Yeah. She fights, she's yeah. an educator. She checks all the boxes, and the one box that needs to be checked is the vote. Mm-hmm. People need to vote in the Bronx and Queens. I mean, we're talking 15% voter. If 15% mm-hmm. of people come out and vote June 26th, that's Oh, that's, a, that's good. It's about a mm-hmm. little bit above average for us, which is sad. It's eligible people, 15%. So if yeah. Crowley's not expanding that number, right? Like no. it, he, he's done not, He's never ran a primary, and he his his, his uh, like what he brings to the table is it's the power that he has in D.C. Being the yeah. number three most powerful Democrat means laws in Capitol Hill that are proposed by the Republicans. Are, are getting negotiated by Crowley's office. They're making all the decisions, and it's who does I, he represent? I have to add also, in terms of like who he represents, how I think it was in 2011 that article about him living in Virginia. And he can, you know, you can make that conversation about how your family lives in Virginia, but then you're invested in your family, you're invested in their family in Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, your kids are in school in Virginia, correct? Are you invested in the education system in the Bronx and Queens if you can't even have your kids in those schools? Right. If your kids can't be in those schools, why do our kids have to be in those schools? Right. You know, send our kids to Virginia. Send our families to Virginia if that's how you want to, like, work and and separate that kind of stuff remotely. And so, you know, there's, like, flipping over bridges, trying to have that conversation about, oh, yeah, but we do all the work over there. Like, yeah, I, last time I remember, people don't move their families to hotels to where they work. You know? So it's just, like... I'm angry about that part, obviously, because it makes it seem that to me, at least the people who are supposedly representing my community aren't even in my community, aren't invested in my community, aren't invested in the kids there, you know, like, what is it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. If you want to run for office and you're so successful, run for office in Virginia. Facts. You know? Or at least send, have your, your followers send their um, absentee ballots to your Virginia home, because this just doesn't make any sense to me, you know what I mean? And so it is really rewarding to me to see someone who's around our age, um, who has our beliefs, she, the, the things she agrees upon in terms of health care, in terms of education, um, with like access to college, and, mm-hmm. and minimum wage, and LGBTQ issues, and women's rights issues. The fact that someone like that, in our age group, is running right now, and isn't even doing it shyly, isn't doing it softly, but is aggressively going out there campaigning and asking people door to door, I'm in your community. I'm going to help you. You will see me. You won't be like sending your letters, your, your comments over right. to my Virginia home. You'll be seeing me. That's really rewarding to me. And even if this doesn't see really like pan out, I still think it's valuable to look at the numbers then to see how how successful she is because later on she's just 28. The thing that gets me though is like it's there, the win is there for the take. Yeah, the, yeah. the odds are ever in her favor. Mm-hmm. But are we gonna, like we talk a lot about how inspirational she is. In the Bronx and in Queens there are probably 20,000 at least registered millennials mm-hmm. just like us. <laughs> having conversations like this in their rooms and homes all the time. Yeah. 20,000 votes wins. So as much as mm-hmm. we want to talk about this and say, this is great, this is what we need, mm-hmm. we are what we need. Yeah. If we literally give her, give Alexandria 
10 minutes of your time on Tuesday, June 26th, mm -hmm. we can change the trajectory of the country. Yeah. Make no mistake, deals have been brokered just in case the Democrats take the House in D.C. Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi may not be Speaker yeah. in a year. Joe Crowley may be mm -hmm. the Speaker, the most powerful right. Democrat yeah, in America. And yeah. the yeah. legislation that we can't stand about corporatism and mm -hmm. benefiting corporations, that guy wrote the manuscript on a mm -hmm. lot of those deals over the last few years. So make right, no mistake, right. a lot is on the line with this election, and that's the story. Yeah. But sometimes the press it doesn't really want to get into the mud. Especially New York press. No, man, New York press, get your game together. Your, your, your First Amendment rights are revoked. Freedom of press, fake revoked. News. Fake news, man. No, hey, revoked. First, first Amendment, no, you're, no. you're, you're a gossip. The problem with New York press is, right, it's not even just like, it's not freedom of press because they're already bought. Ooh, it's not free. That, he's such a writer. They bought it, you know? Sasha. They're, 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 they have. If you look at any, I swear to God, if you look at anywhere in the New York Post, just the Post, it's the like paper of Hamilton? It's like, the post is like that, that paper you get when you don't have any money for anything else. Yeah. And you want to pay the puzzles. Yeah. That's what I get. That's what I got the post for when I was a kid. And so, like, even any of the articles, even online, the value that they have and what the issues they're talking about, the articles I've seen that have been so, like, for Crowley in a way that's, like, ambivalent about the negative parts about him. Right. But then saying, oh, she says this and that about him, but that's not entirely true, is it? I was like, no, but let's look at... What he does, you know, it's just the, the the arguments they have and perspective they have about it is really offensive to me because as a writer, as someone who, again, with this conversation we're having of trying to educate people, as someone who wants to educate and expose things, it's really discouraging to me to see that they all, they've all been bought and they're making up this whole idea about free press. Like, yeah. Trump wants to talk about fake news, but man, the real news sucks too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think the the bottom line of this whole conversation is we always think that what we do here doesn't matter. As individuals, we think our votes don't matter. We think as New Yorkers voting in New York, it doesn't matter. We don't have an effect. But for the first time in a long time, our local election will affect the outcome of politics in the rest of the country. And that's not to be braggadocious and say that us as New Yorkers determine the fate of the country, but kind of sort of, yeah, right now we do. We are the gatekeepers of, of progressive politics making it through to, you know, the flyover states and making it a a place where people don't have to fly over anymore mm. because we can get great liberal-minded and progressive candidates into these areas and build infrastructure through social ideas, entrepreneurialism, you know, friendly capitalism. That exists, you know? <laughs> that does exist. And we're seeing young businesses and entrepreneurs like Ocasio. She, I mean... Her brand is her. That's that's her. You hit the nail on the head. The future <laughs> of the country, it can be impacted right June, 26th June 26th by the Bronx and Queens. By the, Bron mm -hmm. the Bronx and Queens. We are ultimately 
<laughs> deciding the fate of our country on Man, June 26th. Look, it's the Bronx, co-op city. You're in the game. Morris Park, put your shirt on. Go vote. Park Chester, <laughs> you know what to do. Pelham Bay, it's right by the 12 bus, I know. And in Queens, I mean, there's some places that have great food. Uh, Astoria, Jackson Heights, East Elmhurst, College Point. College Point, Woodside. You're all, all in the game. These eight different communities of New York City, it's 70% black and Latino. 16% Asian and man, are we about to get into the conversation about the mo model minority? No? Okay. No. But no, like, no. you know, even some Asians, like, they grow no, up no, with no. that, like, low-income New York City hood culture. It's like, yeah, there's a, there's a culture. There's a culture, yeah, especially in Queens. Mm -hmm. Especially in, oh, I just read those communities. Yeah, especially in Queens. Yeah. It's, uh, that, we don't get talked about. It, we're, we're overlooked and not, never discussed, never included mm -hmm. in the conversation, the decision-making and, Voting for Ocasio flips a lot yeah. and, and sl will slow a trajectory that is already not good for us, that mm -hmm. we see is not good for us. And we, you know, sometimes blindly vote uh, for a certain party just because yeah. either we're used to it or we aren't. I mean, we got to stop doing that if you're not... If you're not engaging critically yeah. in the issues, you may ask someone that is... Please. I mean, how many yeah. times do you have to go to the, the ballot... And look at what's on the ballot and be like, okay, I recognize this, I recognize this, I recognize this. Wait a minute, what is this law in the first place? Yeah, and then you know? like just a yeah. Google search pulls up one pages yeah. that you can read while you poop, use pooping, about pooping. Well, yeah. The day before, I've the... tried it. And, yeah, like, yeah it doesn't, yeah, it, Google, yeah. there's no excuse for not knowing. And there's such a responsibility in voting because mm -hmm. you, the people, decide the future of your local community, yeah. your state, your school, the country. And... We're in a certain situation today, mm -hmm. partly be, we should look in the mirror, but enough of that, looking in the mirror, let's blame other people, and there's a lot of people to blame, mm -hmm. but let's start correcting those wrongs June 26th. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just to wrap up, you are accountable for you, so you go out and vote on June 26th. You can City Island. City Island. Oh, you guys, get... <sighs> take a vote. Take a vote, <laughs> go vote. That's it. That's the hashtag. Take a vote, go vote. Um, but no, seriously, everyone is accountable for only themselves. Do not think that what you do is not going to have an effect. Because if that's your attitude towards everything, then I'm sorry, why are you here? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Your actions matter. Physics proves that. So, take yourself outside your house find your voting center bring a friend with you go get something from the bodega afterwards make it a date night i don't know do what you gotta do but june 26th go vote and if you can't register yeah and we'll send you one of our awesome super comfortable shirts <laughs> mm -hmm. um so i think that's about it for that uh do you have anything you want to add? Any upcoming progressive meetings? Well, the Bronx Progressives always meets, whether online or in person. And <laughs> we are working together and trying to spread the message that you can actually, if you're interested, you can run for a local office at the very, very base level county committee. The Bronx has a Democratic county 
a county committee member, you really show up to one meeting a year, one meeting maybe two years, and you help determine what the platform should be for the Bronx County these next two years. Mm -hmm. You get to do other stuff, like the platform's key, because that's what we fight for, it's in the platform. But you get to vote for the chair of the Bronx Democratic uh, Party and nominations for open seats. It's a great responsibility, and it's really easy to get on the ballot. So it's every two years. 2018 is happening now. You're going to see people out there with petition sheets. Sign it for them. Just help. Like, it's just part of the process if yeah, you're registered. Yeah, just sign it. Um, and, and, you know, ask them, take it as an opportunity to engage and ask questions. too. Don't, don't be rude. And these people are running for a lot of them for county committee. We at the Bronx Progressives are trying to just help you through the process. We think it's exciting because there's, like we said, 15% voter turnout. It's the, they're the same gap in county committee representation. There's so many open seats, you you sign up to run, you're gonna win. It's crazy. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild out there. And we, that's what we're doing this summer. Uh, hope 2018's big and then just keep seeing it grow. It's every two years and yeah, if you're interested in any of that, check out Bronx Progressives. At, uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Website coming out soon actually. Big update when the website comes out. Oh shit, can't wait to hear that. Um, Sasha, do you want to bid us adieu with any moving words? Um, Red Sox sucks. Yeah. And with that, the poetic genius of Sasha Smith, award-winning writer. Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap. It's not even for me, it's not even Yankees or Mets, just, just New York. Just New York. Yeah, New York always wins. The Yankees yeah. would win in the battle... Oh, to the death yeah. between the Mets and the Yankees, but... Yeah. Actually, the Yankees are doing really well. Um, oh, this is our year. J-Lo. Side note. J-Lo. It's just like in... <laughs> oh, A-Rod's big. And, yeah, he's everywhere, and J-Lo's everywhere. Yeah, so. that's clearly the only reason. Finally. J-Lo and Cardi B have a song. I mean, I know oh, Khaled's on it. But, oh, my God, Dinero! <laughs> All right, we're not going to plug Cardi B on here, but... Um, What's up, Khaled's baby's name? I don't know. God. He doesn't shout back, he just shouts still in it. Yeah, he, he, this baby should be in the video with J-Lo and Cardi B. And, and just holding get Kali, money. yeah. Holding, holding up money. <laughs> what if he could say Dinero at this time? He probably could. I'm, I'm impressed with Khaled's uh, internationalism, oh. if that makes any sense. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Alright, this has been Blacked Out. Follow us always. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a website. It's thebxblacklist.com. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any topics or you just want to be a guest on the show. This is not about just highlighting uh, only creatives or only business people. We want to engage in productive conversation. So everyone's welcome. To join the Blacked Out team. Let us know and stay black. Stay black, y'all. Bye, guys. Woo.